So we are here in Vision Month in January 2018, and uh, we kicked things off last week talking about really some of the core elements of our vision, Uh, talked a little bit about our history. If you weren't here, uh, we will have that up on podcast soon. You can listen to that. But we talked about our history as a church, just kind of how we got started. Obviously, we're still what would be considered in the infancy stage uh, for a church, just a year and a half in since we've launched out. But things are are happening. God is moving, and he's doing awesome things. And so uh, we wanted to take an opportunity here in January and just talk about our vision and what God has really called us to do, how he's called us to build as a church. And, uh, you know, if, if you have been here any amount of time, you've certainly heard us talk about God has given us a vision the way that we put the great commission, if you will, of raising up disciples and sharing the gospel uh, in all the nations is the context that we've sort of put that in for ourselves is that we're here to raise up game changers, right? We're here to help grow people up strong in their faith, grow them up strong and mature in their walk with God so that they are uh, bold, that they are strong in the way that they walk in faith each day and, and fulfill the purpose and the calling that God has for them in their lives. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, but there's a lot of people, certainly, who don't know the Lord, but even people who perhaps do know God or are in church that perhaps have never really had that revelation or had that discovery in the scriptures that God really has a purpose and a destiny and a plan for our lives. You know, that when we come into this Christian faith and we start to follow God, that we're not just here to walk aimlessly through a world until Jesus calls us home. It's not directionless, it's not aimless, it's purposeful. In fact, everything that God has created, he has assigned purpose to. So if you think about it that way, what would have more purpose and more uh, destiny than the lives of God's creation of his children that he desperately desires to have relationship with and for us to walk with him on a daily basis in that kind of intimacy and closeness. And as we do, that God's doing a work in us so that he can do a work out of us, that there are things that he wants to accomplish in this world that he wants to to use us, the Bible refers to us as instruments of his righteousness. So he wants to use us as instruments, as weapons in the spiritual war that's happening here on earth between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. Because there is a devil, there is a hell, and there is a presence of evil in this world that's a kingdom of the world that's being influenced by Satan himself. But there's a kingdom of heaven. The Bible says, what's the Lord's prayer? It says, our Father who art heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven see god desires for his will for his purposes to be birthed into the earth as he sees and desires them to be from his view upon the world in heaven and he wants to use us his children as his instruments as his vessels the bible also refers us to it refers to us as to accomplish those things right and so what we want to do here in this church is we just want to be kind of like a catalyst. We want to be a a place, um, a nurturing ground, if you will, where people can come and they can be 
sparked. They can be lit on fire with passion, that they have a purpose, and they, can, and they can get white hot in their relationship with God, and they can be raised up strong in their faith, not just immature Christians, but strong, mature Christians in their faith, to go on to flourish in accomplishing everything that God has called them to do. And, and so much of what happens in our purpose of that being birth, of that being sparked, of that being nurtured and fed and, and flourishing over years and years of our lifetime, so much of that has to do with the way that God has created the local church to function, the body of Christ. Okay, let me put it to you like this, that for us to accomplish all that God has called us to do and really walk in our purpose in this life, we must, it's imperative that we be planted and that we be connected in the body of Christ, in the local church, in order for the fullness of the work that God is wanting to do in and through us to be able to flourish and to be accomplished. In fact, so much so, you know, I got saved when I was 22 years old, and I'm 25 now, so three years ago... There was a day that would have worked, actually. Kids are like, Lisa was calling me yesterday. She says, come on, old man. I'm like, what? I'm not grandpa. That's, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, you know, been in church going on 16, 17 years now, walking with the Lord diligently, and, and so I've seen a lot of things just in that time, and one of the things that kind of blows me away, but I've seen so much evidence of this, is that people can be saved and they can, you know, love Jesus and, and love God, but they can completely be detached or disconnected, unplugged from a relationship in the body of Christ, from a connectedness and a plantedness, if you will, that's not a word I know, but a plantedness in the church and then that will hold them back. It will sort of compromise the work that God is wanting to do. And I say that confidently because the Bible shows us that God instituted the church in the body of Christ. You know, Jesus established that because it had a function, it had a purpose, and it had uh, a, you know, a place in helping the children of God to be able to fulfill their calling and become all who, that they're created to be. There's a sharpening. There is a community. There's a connectedness and a fellowship that exists all by being planted and connected in the house of the Lord that is contributing to consistently and adding to the work that God's doing in us at the deepest levels of us that will add to and, and affect the way that our purpose in life is being accomplished and walked out and ultimately flourishing to the fullest extent. If you can get a picture in your mind of just someone's purpose fully flourishing, I assure you that that only happens when there is a connectedness and there is a planted nature about them in the body of Christ. Okay, now I'll prove this to you. Go to your in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter ninety-two. This is where we're going to spend our time today, and we're going to read verses fourteen, and I'm sorry, twelve through fourteen. 
It says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. That's a powerful few verses there. And the first thing I want to just kind of unpack is this idea of planted in the house of the Lord. Okay? Um, Take a plant, for example. When it, it gets planted, what is the first thing that really needs to happen, that starts to happen in order for that plant to to be a healthy, flourishing plant as it matures and grows. It has to first develop a strong what? Root system, right? I remember um, at our old house, we had, Katie and I, we planted these blackberry bushes, and man, we had this really awesome, just flourishing kind of little blackberry vineyard, if you will, in in our house, and the thing about blackberries that they, they tell you at the nursery when you get the plants is you have to let the root systems get really strong in the first year. You have to make sure that it gets good roots developed. Otherwise, if, if, if the branches and the fruit that comes in in the first year just like kind of takes off and the roots don't get strong, it'll compromise the ability of the plant to produce abundant fruit and flourish throughout its life cycle. And so, so much so that they, they encourage you to get like minerals and because the blackberries, they like an acidic soil. And so you can put like acidic minerals into the soil. You can use waste compost from things like oranges and citrusy types of things that have a lot of acid. And so we did all that and we would made sure that the soil was good. And then when the branches would start to grow, uh, we would keep them clipped so they didn't just keep going too far. And then we would make sure that the, we, they say, pick the fruit off. Don't let the fruit develop in the first year. Because what happens is, is that all of the energy and the nutrients of the plant need to be forced to go down into the root system so that the roots can get really, really strong, they can get mature, they can branch out, so that in the year ahead, that crop uh, that you're going to see come out of that plant and the way that that plant is going to flourish will be exponentially greater if you do it that way. So it's really what's happening kind of beneath the surface that you don't see, and there's a patience that has to be there for this, an attention to the fact that the root system needs to develop, that you have to have in order to really have a flourishing plant or a flourishing vineyard for these types of plants. And when you think about what it says in these scriptures, that those who will flourish are those who are planted in the house of the Lord, right? So when we come to know Christ, we are to get connected into his body because we are immediately considered to be members of that body because God's spirit is in us. We're all members of a body and Christ is the head. And so what we have to do is we have to get planted in the house of the Lord and begin to develop roots so that we can grow, get ready to grow strong and begin to flourish in all of the years ahead in the calling that God has for us in our lives. Does that make sense? And so you think about how roots grow when there's other plants and everything around them, they begin to kind of get intertwined and interconnected. 
right? After a while, if you were to pull up a plant and you were to damage the plant because it's connected and interwoven with a lot of the plants around it and its roots and everything else, it would affect a lot of the other plants too. So there's a strength there that they begin to develop because they start to connect with one another. And so when we get planted in the house of the Lord and we want to drive our roots deep, guys, we have, we have to become uh, just really zealous about building godly relationships and getting connected in the body of Christ so that we're not just sort of like a plant planted off on our own or separated, but we begin to become kind of interconnected with one another, that our roots begin to go deep, but they also go wide. Are you with me? And so we begin, as a result of that, what you can expect to see happening is that you can begin to see, you'll begin to see a mature plant, a mature bush that will start to grow and flourish and produce much fruit. It'll be mature in the fact that the stalks will be thick, they'll be strong, they'll be solid, they'll be able to resist any type of storm, any wind, anything that kind of comes against it, because that root system is holding it down and holding it strong. But this is what I've seen happen, is that over years you can see people who are a part of a church by attendance only, by Sunday attendance only, and this may be a kind of a strange analogy, but this is how I would describe that, is that they're kind of like a plant that's planted in a pot with its own little soil and its minimal kind of way that the roots can grow, and then that pot just kind of comes in and sits down in the middle of the garden on Sundays, and then they pick that pot up and they kind of go on out with it. Is that, is that pretty good? You like that? So, yeah, good. All right, good. All right, good. Good job. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> But the problem with that is, is that those roots are never allowed and given a chance to begin to grow deeper into the soil of that garden in that local church, and they're never able to kind of interconnect and interweave with the rest of the plants that are there in that garden. And so what you have is you have something that's not really driven deep, a root system that's not really a part of that garden or that church. It's just kind of a plant that's sort of existing on its own. It's kind of moving in and moving out, moving in and moving out. Are you with me? And look, I know, and, and, and you ha- every, we have to realize this, that there's no such thing as a perfect garden, right? I mean, look, you're going to go, and, and sometimes people say, well, there's rocks and there's some weeds in that garden, right? And, and there is. Look, this is far from perfect here. I'm just going to be the first one to tell you, all right? If you go hang out with me, Look, it'll be awesome. <laughs> You'll love it. Yeah, you know, but hey, we get out and extreme service projects, and I kind of, I'm known to get a little intense. I might break your piece of equipment, and I might hit you in the head with a rake handle on accident. I, you know, look, there's all kinds of things that can go on. But the problem is, is like any time, if, if somebody's in a pot, then as soon as they don't like something, they can just very easily pick the pot up and go. 
It's not difficult to pull out, to walk away, to leave. It's very easy to just boop, shift right on out of there and go find another garden. Can I tell you something? That garden's going to have rocks and weeds too. Every single one of them will. But you get there and you like it for a while and then you, like, then you don't like what you see and then you know, they pick the pot up and they move on. <clears throat> if you want to flourish in what God has called you to do, which I desperately do, then we have to recognize that the Bible is clear. We have to get planted in the house of the Lord. We have to begin to build godly relationships and interconnect with one another and do life together through the good times as well as the bad times. You know, I've seen when things are going great in people's lives and, and everything is awesome and there's like an ease or a willingness to just kind of like be with people. But then when things get really, really hard, really difficult, or trials uh, come at people or they get attacked by something, then it's like, then they kind of begin to pull back and start to isolate themselves away from the body, kind of like, oh, I don't want to open up or I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to bring my stuff there. And listen, that is the time where you most of all need to stay connected and stay plugged in and walk relationally with God's people, right? I mean, God made it this way. He set it up where we were relational beings. He made it where we needed one another. We needed to walk together in order for all of us as a whole to continue to do God's work to build his kingdom and become all that we're created to be. We receive God's love, so there's our relationship with him, that vertical, if you will, relationship. Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, right? And so that's a part of we be planted in the church so that we can grow in our relationship with him. But we all, it also says, and then love others as I have loved you. So then he takes that and he extends that horizontally to our relationships with other people. So there's our walk with God and our relationship with him that we're planted strong in. But there's also our relationships with one another in the body of Christ that we're also connected with and planted firm in. And as a result of that, if we are planted securely and have strong roots in both of those areas, then we will do what? We will flourish we will flourish and to flourish when you study that means not only to grow it means to grow upright strong and mature and solid and to bear forth much fruit and that's what we're called to do is to produce fruit in our through our lives so that we can be a blessing to the world so that more can know Christ because the fruit that's produced through us is evidence. It emits the aroma or the fragrance of God's goodness of his grace and it points people back to him. You see that? And so if we aren't planted and aren't connected and we're just kind of like in that little pot, if you will, it's so easy to move on. It's so easy to pull up and, and pull out. And when you're planted and your roots are deep, you can't just 
pluck right up and leave when things get tough. You're too interconnected. It might not always be comfortable, but it will be fruitful and profitable if we remain planted in the house of the Lord through every season that life will bring. Do you remember a couple weeks ago I talked about seasons, right? Talked about how everything is beautiful in its time. Well, part of everything being beautiful in its time is that through every season, whether it be winter, summer, spring, fall, whatever, we remain planted in the house of the Lord through every single one of those seasons. Every season brings different types of climate conditions, some favorable, some unfavorable. Is that a picture of life or what? But what's important is that through no matter what those situations are, we remain planted so that we can not only endure, but we can also bear fruit through the changing seasons of life as they come. Are you with me? Now listen to this. It says that they will grow, they will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Now these cedars in Lebanon are very interesting. They're unlike any other cedar in the rest of the world. Lebanon is a country that's just kind of to the north of Israel. And Solomon, when he built the temple that God had given him a vision to build, he went and sent people to Lebanon to bring lumber back from the forest and from the cedars of Lebanon Lebanon up north to be able to build and construct the temple. So I did a little research on these trees. You know, we have cedar trees and cedar thickets and stuff like that around here in the Midwest. But these cedar trees are quite different. They actually grow to be like 130 foot tall. Huge. The trunk of the tree at the base can get as large as eight foot. I don't even have a span that big, actually. Eight feet that they can get. And they grow solid and they grow straight and they grow upright. See, that picture when he says you, you flourish in the house of the Lord, you'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon. To grow is to continue to, to grow mature and strong in our faith in an upright way where we're kind of focused up. We're looking up toward God for his purpose in our life. And as we're planted firm, we begin to grow upright into strong, mature believers. And we become stronger at the base, meaning there's a solid uh, strength to it there that will be able to endure and withstand different kinds of storms or winds or things that might come along that if it weren't that way could just bend something over or even cause it to break. It's, it's growing solid and strong and mature in our faith so that we can be everything God's called us to be because our faith is a huge uh, element to walking in the calling God has for us because our calling requires our faith to be active and strong and growing in order to continue to flourish into this plan, this destiny that God has for us. Another thing about the cedars of Lebanon, they're always green through every season. And they've got that nice fragrance that they emit. Anybody, I love the smell of cedar, right? Such a great smell. And no matter what is going on, no matter what's happening, they're always green 
They're always lush, and they're always emitting a, a nice, favorable fragrance. And so this is a picture of our lives, that as we're planted in the house of the Lord, and we're connected with one another, and, and doing life together with God's people, it's, it's helping us to get strong and mature, and to grow upright in our faith, to walk as instruments of righteousness for God, that he would be able to use us in the things that he is calling us to do. And there is a nice fragrance, if you will, that is being emitted out of our lives and that there's a, it's green, meaning that it's always healthy and it's always in good condition. See, the seasons may change externally, but the health of the tree is always strong and is always vital. There's always life flowing through it. There's always fullness of nutrients flowing through it so that it can continue to grow and expand and get more mature and stature through all the seasons that it goes through. It doesn't stop growing or die off in any particular season. It just keeps on growing stronger and stronger and stronger through time. It gets 130 feet tall, eight foot wide, right, at the base. So it's a great picture of how we as believers, as children of God, grow and become mature in our faith walk, it has so much to do with our connectedness with the rest of the body and our planted nature in the soil of the local church of God's people. It also uses the example of a palm tree. Now, palm tree is very interesting because a palm tree, you know, the, the leaves of a palm tree would represent victory. Get this. So when kings would win battles, when there would be victories attained, people would give and bring palm branches and palm leaves and palm pieces of palm trees and lay them before the king to represent victory in battle. Now what did they lay before Jesus whenever he came riding into Jerusalem before he went to the cross and he was riding in on the donkey? They laid palm branches all along the road. I don't know if they even realized what they were doing there symbolically, but they were laying forth evidence, prophetic declaration of the victory that Christ was achieving by putting these palm branches all along the road as Christ began to ride into there. And it says here that we grow like a palm tree and flourish when we're planted in the house of the Lord. So we are created to be, and we are given power to be victorious, to achieve victory in the battles in life that we will inevitably face as a part of our calling because there is an opposition to that calling, but we are given the spirit of victory in order to walk over those oppositions that come against us. And the palm tree symbolizing victory that will grow upright like the palm tree will grow victoriously. It means that we will win one battle after another, after another, after another, continue continuing to achieve victory upon victory upon victory in our lives. But can I tell you something? You take somebody and you pull them out of being connected to the body of Christ. You put them out there as a 
island to themselves and you start putting them through trial and adversity and all kinds of temptation and difficult situations, it's been my experience that I have only seen the situation, the health, the vitality of that person's life and their spiritual health and condition continue to deteriorate gradually over time as long as they remain totally disconnected from the overall body of Christ. And it's, it's God's design. He's created us to live in community with one another. And when we do, we see not just the plan that God has for our own life, but the plan that he has for his church. His ultimate kingdom plan of what he wants to do on this earth through his children. When we all remain connected to the body and one another, building relationally, growing strong together, then we see not only our own purpose and destiny unfold, but we see the greater plan, the greater will of God, his kingdom purposes brought forth on earth as it is in heaven. And and you literally can begin to see the kingdom building, unfolding before your eyes here on earth as it's created, designed to be in heaven. And all of our lives play a part in that. But being connected is vital. You pull it out, you disconnect it, or you separate it from the rest of the body. It can never flourish to be all that it's created to be. Are you with me? Stand to your feet with me today. And so, you know, I spent some time last week talking about how we have four kind of areas of focus that we are focused on and what we do as a church. And it just sort of puts it again into context. It says that what we do, it, it flows out of one of these four areas where we invest energy, resources, time, everything. And, you know, we extend is one of those. And so we reach out and we serve people in our community and we connect with people in our community so that we're a part of what's happening here. And that's extend. And we talk about expand and and growing up people strong to help them be all that God has created them to be, to grow strong in their faith, to not just have, you know, immature Christians who are tossed to and fro, who have just a little bit of the word or uh, who profess godliness but deny its power and and all these things that we want to grow people up to really walk the fullness of this Christian life out, expand, experience, to have a, a intimate personal relationship with the Lord, not just some religion or some ideology or some ritual thing that we go through that has no power, that has no uh, personal connectedness to God in the way we go about it. It's experiencing the walk with God in its fullness. And then we talk about exchange. Exchange, and that's building community together, growing up, uh, walking through life's great times and also it's most difficult times together as a family, as a body. And that's a lot of what I'm talking about today. You know, we've seen God do some great things in the last year and a half in this church. It's just really getting started, right? We've seen him increase the number of people that he has drawn and brought into this house over the last year. It's 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 doubled. But this is what I want to just 
say to us today is that as God continues to do that, and I believe that he will, it's not enough to just grow in numbers. We have to continue to grow together. We have to build community and stay connected. If if we just see a bunch of people come in and a bunch of people are disconnected and not planted in the house of the Lord, then we're I'm doing a disservice to to the people that we're shepherding here. You know, we've got to help us to get connected and to plant roots and to grow those roots deep and wide so that there is a flourishing that can happen through the lives of the people who are raised up here. Are you with me in that?